Anita, how's your mental health? <laughs> Questionable <laughs> at all times. You know this. Yeah. How's the mental health of your children? Um, also a little bit tricky. Can I tell you my experience in trying to find therapists for myself and my kids, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is how it goes. You ask around your friends and your family for a referral for somebody who's nearby. You finally find somebody who sounds like they might work for your family. You give them a call and you find out that A, they're not accepting new patients or B, they have a huge wait list. So you start over again and you ask people if they know anybody who would be a good therapist and a good fit. Finally, you find one, you go and you meet with them and you figure out that you don't actually like them that much. But it's been so much work to find somebody who you can go to in your area that you're kind of stuck with them. Well, do you have any ideas for how to get around this? Um, I do, because guess what? I've actually had some therapists that I have found on my own, which involves what you're saying. Sometimes I remember one time I was like three hours in the bathtub on my phone looking through yeah. websites. I was such a prune at the end. But I have also had the experience with working with BetterHelp and it was like, I, I don't want to say too good to be true, but because it is true, but it's like amazing because I was matched with my therapist within 24 hours. And you didn't have to go through all of that other ridiculous process of trying to find somebody. And here's the cool thing too, is if that person didn't work out for you, you can just switch and say, and it's not like you're committing to another years long search for somebody who you're going to jive with. It's true. And I lucked out or maybe just BetterHelp is really good at matching people together because I never had to change my therapist. I loved her. Perfect fit for me. And I know that some of our friends have used BetterHelp and they've had to change therapists and boom, same day can change. Easy peasy. You can ghost your therapist. <laughs> Get a new one. I love this idea. BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. If you use our promo code, trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN, you get 10% off your first month and we totally recommend it. Yes. Get some therapy. That's <laughs> trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN. All right, Mel, what are we going to talk about right now? Funeral home stuff. Oh, so yay old mortuary. Mm -hmm. Why don't they call them that anymore? Remember how it used to be called the mortuary? Yes. And I now it's still called that, but people, it's not Do as common. Mm -hmm. I think that it, they're trying to soften the blow now. And so they're trying to call it something that's more genteel. Funeral. Less to do with dead bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. have at it. Go ahead. Okay. So we actually use the same funeral home because we live close to each other. So our experience is only one experience, but I think there are some universals about the funeral home experience. Do you think? I think so. Yeah. So for instance, you go to visit the funeral home to select the services that you want for your newly dead person love of your life or whoever but usually i mean if it's your spouse then usually you kind of like them sometimes not but anyway so you go there and you're expected to make all of these big decisions awful decisions and expensive decisions in like the worst mindset that could possibly be in the entire world in like a week 
since it's happened. Yeah. Or like I mean, actually like three days. I was there. Yeah, like two or three days. Mm-hmm. And they hand you like papers and you're supposed to make some sort of sense of it. And then they have these like packages and they can provide this, they can provide that. And you're just like, okay, 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 okay. I, I just remember the whole time thinking like, why does any of this matter? Because my person is dead and this is stupid. I don't care. Yeah. For me, the time when it, like, the gravity of the situation really came, like, crushing down was when they walk you into the casket room. Mm -hmm. And can we just talk about caskets for a second? There are many what? kinds. And why, why in the world are they so much money? Yes. And also the person is dead, so why does it matter how fancy and expensive it is. But there's this feeling. Did you, you, you read Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, right? Mm -hmm. She talks about how their family got in a fight when their dad died, about how much to spend, I think on the casket specifically, because there's this feeling that if you don't spend enough, then you didn't love yourself because you want to give them the very best, right? And so if you don't give them the very best, you don't love them. But at the same time, I mean, it's not like they're enjoying the cushiness of the casket, They're right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. How They're did you choose yours? First of all, I remember walking around that room, the casket presentation room or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. I mean, and I have a hard time with, with focusing as it is, let alone focusing in this death situation. And I first just looked at prices after Did I wandered around for like 10 minutes being like, where am I? Why is this happening? Yeah. Um, and it, it was so hard because I remember it invoked so many feelings in me of this is stupid. Also, I guess I should care because maybe Scott cares, but I really know that Scott does not care. I could seriously hear him in my mind saying, this is so dumb. Like, I don't care. Just pick one. But at the same time, in life, Scott cared about things that were matching mm. and that were going along with yeah. whatever. And so ultimately, the one that I picked, it ended up being a decent price. It wasn't too much, but it wasn't offensive. I don't even know the word. It just it seemed fine. And it ended up matching one of his wedding rings because, as we know, Scott had two wedding rings because he needed options. So... So but the thing that was my favorite, which made it even more ridiculous, was our particular funeral home had statues that they would sell you to put mm -hmm. in the casket, which I also don't understand why. Why? They're dead. Do they want to? I just, I feel like it's, them? do you feel like they're kind of taking advantage of you? a little bit and this desire to like show the person that you love them or to make it special somehow. So they're like, you can put a, a statue or a placard on the inside or all of those types of definitely things. definitely a business. Now, mm -hmm. my personal experience at that funeral home, we, I knew the family or I know the family that runs the funeral home. And so I don't feel like I was treated as somebody that they were trying to like sell and upsell to, but 
I can yeah. see the hierarchy of the business model in there, of course. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. Um, even more so with the headstone place I went to, which was separate from the funeral home. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole different animal. I remember looking at the caskets and just thinking like they're all awful. Like I don't want any of these. Mm -hmm. And here's the truth of the matter. I feel like they're probably marketing to a different crowd, right? My yeah. grandma, she picked her own casket out. It was like baby blue and like shiny, you know. And I was just like so I have my choice of like these oaks and these really, you know, heavy wood grains or like pink or Mary Kay blush, you know, or whatever. I was just like, what the heck? But I did feel like I had a little bit of inspiration there because um, I was like, what would Jason, what, what would Jason want? What would Jason want? And it like came to my mind, like ask them if they have anything that's matte black, not shiny, but something that looks like cool. So they like took me to a book and, and I didn't even ask him how much it was. I had no idea. I didn't even think about that. I just like said yes. And it turned out I was lucky because it was one of their cheaper caskets. But, um, and then I had so much stress af after I chose it. I was like, oh, I don't know. But my little brother went to the funeral home to see it. And I was like, Brent, what do you think? What do you think? And he's like, I don't know why, but when I saw it, I thought, tie fighter <laughs> and i was like actually that for some reason that put me at ease to hear him say that because i was like yeah jason would think that's cool so so strange well and they have like waterproof ones or they yeah. upsell you on the ones that like lock closed i know and then i i think i remember this correctly anita don't they also talk to you about the vault Yes. So you have, in some municipalities, um, you have to have both a vault and the casket, which is like so much. But I remember just being like, I don't care. But my dad was like, you should not get the waterproof vault because we know that in such and such years that the water actually gets in there. And I was like, what he said, you know, I don't, I don't and even know. Tell everybody what your dad has been doing for a job <laughs> up until this year. He's, he was the public works director and he was in charge of like all the water, the storm drains. He knows everything about aquifers and how the water percolates. And he, he like water is his love, except for now it's solar power. Oh, he's changed. Like he walks, he retired. So he walks around his house all day, checking how many watts each appliance is pulling and whether or not they've got enough amps from the solar cells. Anyway, so basically, that has nothing to do with if anything. Anita's dad says that you don't need that then you don't need it yeah except for that it makes people feel better because again why why do you need them not to get wet like it makes me feel really gross to like when it's raining to think like ooh, the water is getting on jason but i don't know why well then i mean that could lead to the discussion of embalming mm -hmm. that's and, true is that too. important is it not does it matter does it not well <laughs> kind of in like today's society it matters because we like to have a viewing that happens seven days after they died and like in the olden days you couldn't do that because people decompose and it yeah. I know that there are some places that allow you to get buried directly in the ground but you have to like be buried within 24 or 48 hours 
yeah it's like a health cemetery. health code thing too i think different cemeteries have different rules isn't that correct yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I asked our funeral director what the deal was with embalming. I said, why? And how long is it going to last? And he goes, you know what? Sometimes we've had to do exhumations for one reason or another. Which Mel was like, why? I'm all about like forensic details, of course. So then I was listening to him. And and he said there was one where I think they had to – exhume the body after five or 10 years or something like that. And he goes, it was pretty impressive. This particular body didn't even look any different hardly than when we buried this person. Wow. But he said, it just depends on the person. And you know, it's a lot of factors, probably like warmth and humidity and all of those kind of things. Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Mm -hmm. But it didn't used to be that um, embalming was required. There was no such thing. So you want to hear a funny thing. My, I had a, my one grandma on my dad's side was such a funny lady. And she once at the dinner table at Sunday dinner was like, do you know why they embalm people? And I was like, no. And she was like, it's to make sure they're dead. So we don't bury people who are still alive. And that started this big conversation about how we should get phone service inside of caskets in case we bury people who are actually alive so they can like call for help. And it was a very bizarre. And this was many years before it was like not funny anymore, <laughs> you know, but that was her theory on why we embalm people is to make sure they're dead. Nice. Yeah. So after all was said and done, they give me this bill. Okay. And I feel like I'm a fairly intelligent person. I still can look at that bill and have no idea how they calculated what they calculated. I mean, it's just like, it doesn't make any sense at all. I feel like they could bill you for whatever and you would have no recourse. It's because it's a business. I know, but it's also a business that's business model is dealing with people who are in no place to be able to make any judgment calls. And also there are certain things that you cannot opt out of. You have to have that. Okay. Like they charge you for their refrigeration of the body, you know, like, oh, please, I, I would like to opt out of that. Don't put them in the refrigerator. You can't do that. I, have a discussion topic for you on this. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. see what you think. Okay. So let's say that there are those people that live to a ripe old age. Mm-hmm. They have a will. They have a trust. They have all of the things in order. They've even maybe picked out their own casket. Like yeah, like grandma. my grandma. Yep. And they're aware of all of the costs. And then their life insurance pays for their funeral. Or they have something like funeral insurance or something. Okay. Or they have like prepaid for their pl- their funeral plan. Yeah. So yeah. there's that end of the spectrum. Now, let's look at ours. Sudden mm-hmm. death, young, unprepared, no plans of this stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like it's easier for us to get taken advantage of or be blindsided to certain things than the older people that live a long mm-hmm. life and are planned out? And do you think that we are so kind of bugged by it because it is unexpected, but they've had all this time to process, well, this is just how it is. This is the business yeah. model of the funeral industry. What do you think? I think that it could go one of two ways. So I think that there are people who do pre-planning and they 
like try and think about those things. But I also know that like those prepaid funeral plans don't include everything. Like if they choose things that are more than that, then you have to pay more. Like I'm pretty sure that happened with my grandma. They prepaid for their funeral, but it didn't cover all of their costs. And when you do that, it's not like they give you a breakdown of those weird costs. Like nobody goes in and they say, well, your your whole package is going to cost $5,600 it's just like if you're going to get your appendix taken out, you don't know the exact dollar amount until you get your bill afterwards, which is like crazy in and of itself. But it's the same thing there. So if you're prepared and if you've done your research, yeah, I think that probably it's harder to take advantage of you. But I also think on the other hand, there's a lot of people and especially like if you think about as you age and your mental capacity might decline a little bit and you're not able to research those things, maybe you have dementia, maybe your family's caring for you, then I think it would also be just as easy to take advantage of those people also. So I think it is like a both it's tricky. Yeah. And I know that there are like some scuzzy like funeral homes that really are just trying to get as much money out of you as they can. And I didn't feel that like that about ours, but I still felt like there's no way to make an informed decision about what you ask for because there's like all these weird costs in there. Yeah. So, so I need a question for you again. Mm-hmm. Now that you've gone through this and it's caused you to think of your own funeral plans... What would you do for you? I don't, you know, if I, if this hadn't happened suddenly and I had time to think about it, I'm not sure I would not have cremated Jason. Like, I used to think that was really weird just because culturally it doesn't happen as much and it didn't happen as much historically where we live, but I think it's becoming more and more common and I I might've done that and I, I don't know about me Lots now. I kind of, her. yeah. And you don't have to have a plot and yeah, you don't have to buy a casket. You can rent a casket for that. You have to rent a casket if you want to have a viewing and then they cremate you. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Somebody was telling me you can buy a used casket and they were like, how could you need a used casket? And I was like, I know the answer to this. It's because they use them for bodies that they're going to have a viewing or a wake for. And then they're going to be cremated. So they're not actually burying them in the casket. Wait, if you're just going to have a rented casket to put a mm-hmm. body in, why not make it fun and pose the person <laughs> on a bench? They do I that. There are some theory. limitations <laughs> to I'm what you can do way. and okay. what will be upsetting to people. Yeah, that's so. True, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, I think now I want to be buried next to Jason. But again, why? I don't know. It's an emotional thing. It has nothing to do with practicality because it's not like we're going to be holding hands. So, yeah, I I don't know. There are many options people choose. There's cremation. There's Mm -hmm. burial. There's donating bodies to science. Yep. That could be a whole topic in and of itself, Mel. Maybe we should save that for another discussion because there's lots of things about that that can happen. But yeah, I just, the funeral home thing. And then there's like the uh, memorials and the thumbprints and the what you can put on the inside of the casket and the using their facility for the services and the programs and the all of that kind of stuff. Next question. Did you have a viewing for Jason? Mm-hmm. I did. And about a billion people came. And the funny, funniest, but not funniest was... Um, his students that would come and were just so awkward 
you know, ooh, and they would walk up to me. They're 14, poor kids. Mm-hmm. And they're like super traumatized and they would look at him and they were just, oh my God. you know, and I would give, I gave everybody a hug and I was like, thanks for coming. Anyway, we yeah. had a viewing for Scott only the day of the funeral because, oh, really? well, my uncle died mm-hmm. before Scott died. And so everything for him was the day before. And to yeah. be honest, I'm really glad that I only had to do all the funeral mm. stuff for Scott on the same on one day. day. Yeah, like that was drawn a crazy day. out. Yeah, it's so exhausting and yeah. yeah. But Do you we know had, how much? Sorry. Go oh, ahead. I was just gonna say we had a hard time finding a, a location that was available. Also, mm, yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much your funeral services cost? I know how much the entire bill was. Yeah, how much was it? It was like eighteen thousand five hundred dollars to nineteen thousand five hundred. It was somewhere in there. That's but, really expensive. I know, and you because you know why else? Because why? Scott, of course, had to go out in dramatic style. And oh yeah, die out in of state. state. Yeah. So there was like you had to pay for a funeral home in Idaho. You mm-hmm. had to pay for them to transport him here, and then you had to pay for a funeral home here to do all of the stuff. Yes, and oh. and, and I think to transport a body over state lines at least into our state they have to be embalmed first oh okay so he had to be prepped there and then shipped down here yeah was it prime did they did they ship him amazon prime was it two-day shipping it actually probably was two-day shipping (laughs) i think the total cost of jason's was nine thousand dollars and that was with a really cheap casket jealous Mm-hmm. yeah mine was double then yeah Bummer. yeah and my the casket didn't have all like the fluffy stuff on the inside like it was like fluffy where they like open it but the bottom part was not fluffy <laughs> and like you know, cushy and nice one thing that's funny is um my uncle that I we just mentioned that died right before scott he said when i die don't do anything fancy just bury me in a pine box yeah and he used the same funeral home i think that we did or in tandem with the one that was like nearby and they actually did find a pine box yeah. and it was super cheap and it looked great well that i mean wish. options options well for anybody who is recently gone through that experience or hasn't gone through it and will or not are, even recent yeah maybe yeah we want to hear your experience comment below Tell us all about your funeral home experience and whether you feel like you got ripped off or you they tried to upsell you or you felt like it was a good and happy experience. Yeah. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, Anita. Okay. Bye. This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what well, is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work, you want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month. It blows my mind that they have plans that start at $15 a month. That is so cheap. And the cool thing is, is it uses other 5G networks. And so you don't have to pay extra for that. And you still get great service. Yep. Anita and I have traveled 
all over and I have used my phone. So I highly recommend it. And my mom's even on it. When my dad died, we put his phone down to the cheapest plan, which is $15 a month. And I think my mom's on the $20 a month plan and it's so worth it. It's so much cheaper than what we were all paying before. So I highly recommend it if you're on a budget or not, who cares? Ryan Reynolds is in charge of the company and they send you free stickers with Ryan Reynolds temporary tattoos. It's kind of the best. So if somebody wants to sign up, what can they do, Anita? Go to trymintmobile.com slash WWDN. Seriously, you guys, such a great idea. Save yourself some money. And if you're worried about losing data or having any changes with your phone, not going to happen. They walk you through it. Everything's fine. It's the easiest process of all time. Again, that's trymintmobile.com slash WWDN.